What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power and a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super-duper successful. So the quote that we're going to start today's show with is, Believe in yourself, and the rest will fall into place. Have faith in your own abilities, work hard, and there is nothing you cannot accomplish. And that is so true. That quote is from Brad Henry. The title of today's show is I Know You Can. 10 Ways to Build Your Belief in Yourself. Trust me, that is so, so, so very important. I want to thank everyone for listening. want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen to not only this show, but any of the previous shows, you can go to my website, www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. Also, I'm in iTunes. So just search iTunes in the podcast section and just do a search for Coach Mark or Power in a Half Hour. All right. If we're not friends on Facebook, my name on Facebook is Mark Starr. That's M A R K S T A R R or Facebook.com slash The Real Mark Starr. On Instagram, it's at Coach Mark Speaks. And make sure you follow me on there because I post daily motivational and inspirational videos. And trust me, you will be inspired by them, all right? For all my listeners in the United States to have a daily message service and to get those texts for free, all you have to do is text the letters BBD to 411247. That's BBD to 411247. And if you have not downloaded my book, you can download it for free at www.repeataftermebook.com, all right? We have a great show today, so let's go ahead and get started. Profile number one, Jim Haslam II. Now, Jim was born in the 1930s. He was the youngest of three siblings. His mother was a homemaker, and his father worked as a salesman for the old Studebaker Company and served as an officer in the Army in both World War I and World War II. His family lived in Philadelphia until he was in the 11th grade. Then they moved to St. Petersburg, Florida. Now, while in school, Jim played all kinds of sports and received a scholarship to play football at the University of Tennessee. Jim says that the things that help one succeed in football will also help one to succeed in business. In football, you've got a coach who has to get the best players, put them in the right position, and make them practice hard and execute a game plan. If the players do all these things, you win. Business is the same thing. Now, after he received his degree in finance from the University of Tennessee, he went into the Army. Jim served in Korea for 13 months. When he got out in 1955, he was offered three jobs, being a high school football coach, selling advertising for a TV station, and being a wholesale salesman for Fleet Oil. Now, I hope you picked the right one because the right decision could absolutely change your life. 
Now, the coaching job wouldn't start paying until the summer, and Jim couldn't wait that long, and he wasn't sure if TV was going to be around long term, so he decided to go work for Fleet Oil. Now, after he spent six months in sales, the owner said, come learn about the operation side of the gas station business. The owner started a chain of gas stations and allowed Jim to run them. Now, I've said this more than 100 times on here. For every single person that has a job but desires to run their own business one day, your job is your opportunity to earn while you learn. Hear what I'm saying? Your job is your opportunity for you to earn while you learn. Now, instead of going to work every day trying to do the least amount of work possible, you should be taking in as much responsibility as possible so you can learn as much as possible. Now, most people would rather pay a university tens of thousands of dollars to learn some information that may be outdated or irrelevant. Now, if you want to learn how to run a business, the last thing that I would recommend to anyone is to pay a college or a university to learn how to run a business. The majority of time, the only thing that the professors will teach you is theory. Theory. Now, most of the college professors that I know of that teach business or entrepreneurship never ran a successful business. And if they did, it was years ago. And as we all know, business changes dramatically yearly, monthly, and even daily. Now, if they had a successful business, they would probably still be running it. Now, I'm sure that there may be some professors that know what they're talking about, but I'm sure the majority wouldn't be your best bet. You learn by doing. Hear what I'm saying? You don't learn by going to college to learn how to run a business. Now, college is important for some fields that you may want to go into. But I'm telling you, if you want to learn how to run a business, you learn by doing. You learn by working in the trenches every day, not discussing theory in a classroom. Now, Jim wanted to eventually be in business for himself, and after two years, he decided to start pilot service stations. Because his boss taught him everything that he knew and he respected his boss, Jim agreed not to build any locations near his gas stations for three years. Now, at the time, gas and cigarettes were cheaper in Virginia, so Jim decided to open a station in Virginia as there became a station available in Gate City, Virginia. He bought the station for $6,000. Now, the station did well from the beginning. By 1965, they had 12 locations in Virginia, Tennessee, and Kentucky. They always chose places where there was a market with good volume, which back then was usually small towns. Now, at the time, there were the big company gas stations like Exxon, Mobil, Shell, and Texaco, and the other small independents like Pilot. Gas stations were on every corner, so Jim made sure that Pilot stood out by providing excellent customer service. Pilot didn't have a lot of capital, and in order to expand, they had to borrow money from a number of banks. Marathon Oil saw the rate at which Pilot was expanding and they were looking for people who would buy their products and they offered to buy half of the business for $200,000 in 1965. They also loaned Pilot $4 million to build new gas stations. Now, all the stations that they built were little 200-square-foot buildings with restrooms on the side and six gas pumps. All they sold were drinks, Lance cookies, cigarettes, and motor oil. In 1974, Jim's wife, Cynthia, died, and his eldest son, Jimmy, started working full-time in the company and took her seat on the board. 
Now, in the early 1970s, Jim figured that they would have to sell more stuff to have money to expand, so they started to build convenience stores. They added food and all the things that we can buy in convenience stores today. Pilot knew that in order to continue to get sales, they would have to have a clean place that looks good, give customers good value, and have good people working at their locations. Pilot would have district managers train people one by one on everything from customer service to watching the numbers as they would try to get 50% of their profit from petroleum and 50% from non-petroleum products. See, before then, most of the gas stations were just making their money off of gas, but they realized that in order for them to expand, they had to do business differently. A lot of times we're going to see that the companies that really expand and really take it to the next level are not the companies that do the same things that everyone else does, becomes innovative and decides that, you know what, we're going to do things differently. We know that maybe things haven't been done like this before, but we need to go to a whole nother level. So we are going to do things differently. Now, Jim says that one of the secrets to success is adding new products and creating new ways to do business. He says that they have to keep changing because their customers are always changing. In 1980, a friend of his told him about a former football player at the University of Tennessee who had built a new concept in Slidell, Louisiana, that was a convenience store with gas pumps in front and diesel fuel behind it. They decided to do the same thing. In 1984, they built their first travel center. Now, President Reagan had just deregulated trucking, so there was an abundance of small trucking companies that became good customers. This helped them to fill a niche. In 1988, they bought back the share of the company that they had previously sold to Marathon Oil, and they kept building travel centers. Now, in 2001, Pilot again partnered with Marathon and merged their travel centers. Together, they had 232 travel centers, and they bought out Williams Travel Centers in 2003 and added 40 more locations. This is the guy that started out with one gas station that he bought for $6,000. Now they have, what, over 270, 272 gas stations? Now, in 2010, Pilot merged with Flying J because their locations meshed well together. Today, Pilot Flying J has over 550 locations throughout the United States and Canada, as well as 40 convenience stores in Knoxville. Pilot Flying J is one of the largest top 10 privately held companies in the United States and employs more than 24,000 employees. Now, when Jim turned 65 in 1995, his older son, Jimmy, became CEO and Jim became the chairman. His younger son, Bill, was president from 1995 to 1999 and is now the governor of Tennessee. His oldest son, Jimmy, is still the CEO of the company as well as the owner of the Cleveland Browns. Now, although Jim's net worth isn't posted online, he is certainly a multi-billionaire. This is a guy that started off with a $6,000 store a $6,000 store, as well as his son, Jimmy, who's worth $3.8 billion, and his youngest son, Bill, the guy that's the governor of Tennessee right now, who is worth $2.7 billion. Let's now take a look at some of Jim's advice. Number one, do the right thing. If an employee needs medical treatment for a family member, give him time off. If a customer is dissatisfied with a product, take it back and make him happy. Be a good corporate citizen. People will remember what you do. Number two, hold people accountable. We have monthly goals. 
If our people don't make them, they have to explain why. When they make their goals, we reward them. And number three, keep an eye on the competition. He says, we have a mystery shopper visit one of our stores and they'll mystery shop one of our competitors. If the competitor wins, we look at why it was better than us and we make sure it never happens again. This is a guy that started off with one store. He was an employee and he helped someone else grow their business, but at the same time, he learned everything that he needed to learn so he could have his own successful business. Took $6,000 and bought one gas station. And now he's a billionaire and both of his sons are billionaires. Profile number two, Steve Kunaf and Juan Kim. Now, Steve, who worked as a soda jerker as a teenager, that's someone who operates a soda fountain in a drugstore way back in the day, found himself unable to drink the malt shakes and floats that he was preparing due to a lactose intolerance. He decided to create his own smoothie in his kitchen as an alternative to other ice cream based drinks during that time. Now, in 1973, Steve opened his first Smoothie King in Kenner, Louisiana. As that store became successful, other stores opened in the New Orleans metropolitan area and subsequently in Washington, D.C. and 32 other states. In 1989, Steve began to franchise the Smoothie King name and business. Now, by 2003, after 30 years in the business, Smoothie King opened their first international franchise in South Korea. Now, a few years before this, Won Kim came to the United States from South Korea to go to school. While in college, Juan started to gain weight, and in an effort to watch his calorie intake, he began replacing his greasy meals with the nutrient-rich drinks from Smoothie King. Now, after graduation, Juan returned to South Korea and took his passion with him. In 2003, he opened the country's first-ever Smoothie King. Now, at that time, most South Koreans had never heard the word smoothie before. This meant that Juan had to grow a brand and a concept in a country that was not familiar with either. Juan was committed to growing the brand, so he purchased the rights to build 50 stores in South Korea over the next five years. He quickly realized that if he was going to succeed, he would have to single-handedly create the smoothie market in South Korea from scratch. Juan dedicated himself to educating people because he knew that deep down, most people decide to be their best and to always be healthier. Although it was a challenge in the beginning, Juan's dedication paid off, and by 2007, his revenues grew exponentially, and over the next five years, he grew to over 130 stores. Now, with the success of Smoothie King in South Korea, Juan knew that he could take the company to another level, and he decided to buy the company from Steve. In 2012, Steve and his wife Cindy sold Smoothie King to Juan for $50 million, which was the amount that Steve had written on a check he made to himself when he first started the company 40 years prior. This is why it's so important to make sure that we write down our goals. When this guy started one store 40 years before, he said, you know what? He wrote himself a check for $50 million, and 40 years later, he would have someone buy his company for $50 million. Now, after Juan bought the company, he focused on rapid growth, and he hasn't looked back yet. This year, Smoothie King plans to open an additional 125 locations and bring its global storefront total to 950 stores. 
Juan says that he thinks Smoothie King can set a new bar for the way people think about food. He says that our healthy and active lifestyle culture is something that people need right now and that he truly believes that Smoothie King can dominate the world in that category. What makes Smoothie King so unique in his opinion is that they have built a strong team that really believes that the more stores they put out into the world, the more people that can be reached and the more people they can inspire to lead a better life. He says that at Smoothie King, they are proud to truly embody what they say with what they do. Now, it's a very well-known fact of life that if anyone wants to succeed in life, they must believe in themselves. We have to believe in ourselves and in our abilities because our inner faith will create our external results. Let me repeat that. Our inner faith will create our external results. Without this inner confidence, we will never have the strength that it takes to move forward. Now, in my experience, the number one reason why people don't take action is because deep down inside, they don't feel that they can be successful. Most people don't even realize that they have this low self-confidence. Now, example that I'm sure most of you have heard me say many times before is this. Let's say it's 30 degrees outside, and I told you that if you walked four miles down the street in nothing but your swimsuit and some slippers, I would give you $1 million in cash. Now, if you were physically able to walk the four miles, what would determine whether or not you made that trek is whether or not you believed that I would give you the money or not. The only reason why someone that was physically able to walk four miles that could do with the money wouldn't walk is because they didn't believe me. Now, if I took that same person and showed them a bag full of money and then someone that they knew and trusted took the money four miles down the street and then they called them and ensured them that they had the money and was waiting for them at the finish line, I guarantee you that that person would walk or run that four miles in record time. Now, because they had belief, they would take action. It's no different with ourselves. When we believe in ourselves and our abilities, we do whatever it takes to accomplish our goal. Let's take a look at some of the reasons why people lose belief in themselves and their abilities. Number one, they trust more in others than they trust in themselves. Number two, they value other people more than they value themselves. Number three, they forget how magnificent, powerful, and lovable they truly are. Number four, they are more dependent on others than they are on themselves. Number five, they seek the approval of others rather than approving of themselves. I love this one. Let me repeat it. Number five, they seek the approval of others rather than approving of themselves. Number six, they give their power away to others rather than using it for themselves. Number seven, they spend more time trying to please others rather than pleasing themselves. Number eight, they trust more in the thoughts of others than they believe in their own thoughts. Number nine, they believe the bad things about themselves easier than they believe in the good things. And number 10, they look outside themselves for strength rather than seeing strength from within. Let's now take a look at some of the negative effects of having low self-belief. Number one, you become fearful and anxious. Fear and a belief that you are powerless to change anything in your world are linked to low self-belief. Number two, you often feel angry. Although anger is a normal emotion, it gets distorted when you have low self-belief. 
When you don't think highly of yourself, you start to believe your own thoughts and feelings aren't important to others. Repressed hurt and anger can build up so something seemingly small can trigger an outburst of fury. Number three, you become a people pleaser. One of the biggest problems with having low self-belief is feeling that you have to please others so that they like, love, and respect you. As a result, many people pleasers end up feeling used and abused. Number four, you become oversensitive. Being too sensitive is one of the more painful aspects of low self-belief. Whether you're angered by criticism or literally feel demolished by any comment that's directed at you, it's important to desensitize yourself. Number five, you think you bring nothing to the table. We all doubt our ability in certain areas of our lives, but a deep-rooted sense of self-worthlessness comes from believing that somehow we are not as valuable as others. It's important to understand that feeling worthy isn't something given to us by others, but something we have to build ourselves. Number six, you become obsessed with being perfect. Perfectionism is one of the more destructive aspects of low self-belief. A perfectionist is someone who lives with a constant sense of failure because their achievements, no matter how impressive, don't ever feel quite good enough. Number seven, you hate yourself. While there are times we all dislike things that we have done, despising your thoughts and actions is a classic sign of low self-belief. Self-hate is characterized by feelings of anger and frustration about who you are and the inability to forgive yourself for even the smallest of mistakes. Now, let's now take a look at 10 ways that we can use to build our belief in ourselves. Number one, accept your current situation. The first thing you need to do if you want to get back up and start believing yourself again is to accept your current life situation. You have to make peace with how your life looks at the moment and what led to the situation that you are in. Fighting with your situation won't do any good because being resistant is pointless. So we must accept first. Only then will we have enough energy to change our life. Number two, think about your past successes. Now, if you're feeling down and out, use your past to get motivated again. Remember times when you kicked butt, a time when you were awesome. Put yourself in that past and think about the awesome things that you used to do. Now remember that you can do it again. It's easy to think about the times when you got hurt, but it's just as easy to think about the times when you were successful as well. Use your past to your advantage. Number three, trust yourself. You must remember that all the energy, power, courage, strength, and confidence is within you. Spend time with yourself to access it. Number four, talk with yourself. We are the ones who create who we will become. We do that every day by our beliefs and self-talk. It's imperative that we talk to ourselves and motivate ourselves. We don't need others' approval. Number five, don't let fear stop you. Fear is the main thing that holds you back from believing in yourself again more than anything else. Remember this acronym for fear, false evidence that appears real, F-E-A-R. Face your fears and don't let them stop you from achieving your goals. Number six, let yourself off the hook. You have to forgive yourself for any failures or mistakes that you've committed in the past and move on. You have to look at the future and stop living in the past. Number seven, Go with a positive attitude. Having a positive attitude towards everything is the quickest way in achieving that belief and confidence in yourself. Be thankful for wherever you are and whatever you have. 
Always have a positive approach and see the good in the world. Number eight, find a coach or mentor to help you. A coach or mentor will help support and guide you. They can help you to recognize your abilities and skills. They can help you refocus on your goals and remember your past successes. When you're full of doubt, they will believe in you and help you to believe in yourself again. Number nine, keep moving forward and never look back. There'll be countless times when you feel down and you will feel like giving up. If the voice in your head tells you to stop, don't listen to it. Ignore it. You have to be strong and keep moving forward. If you keep going, you will eventually reach your destination. Never give up on yourself. Never give up on yourself. And number 10, let life move you. Let your life follow its own natural flow. When you learn to follow your life's flow, you'll realize that life is marvelous. If you let your life guide you, it will shower you with its gifts and riches. Allow life to let you move in the direction you are meant to go and you will find success. All right. All right. Well, that's all that we have for today's show. I want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen to not only this show, but any of the previous shows, you can go to my website, www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com or find me in iTunes under the podcast section. All right. And share this with three friends. Now, I know you have three friends that probably have very little belief in themselves. All right. So make sure you share this with them so they will become better just as you are becoming better. And the quote that we're going to end today's show with is magic is believing in yourself. If you can do that, you can make anything happen. Let me repeat that because I love this quote. Magic is believing in yourself. If you can do that, then you can make anything happen happen and that's from johan wolfgang von goethe all right thank you much and until next show thanks for listening to power in a half hour with coach mark to listen or re-listen go to power in a half follow coach mark on instagram and twitter at coach mark speaks find coach mark on facebook by searching for mark star like our facebook fan page power in a half hour and join our power in a half hour facebook group see you next week It's not that unusual When everything is beautiful It's just another ordinary miracle today The sky knows when it's time to snow Don't need to teach a seed to grow It's just another ordinary It's like a gift they say Wrapped up for you every day Open up and find a way Give some of your own Isn't it remarkable Like every time a raindrop falls It's just another
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.